Welcome to episode 34. And this one is called You're the Queen, What's Your Next Move? I did a podcast a few weeks ago that was titled The Queen's Gambit. There was another bit on the end of it. I can't remember what it was now. And I woke up the other day with today's title. So I quickly made a note because if I'd fully woken up, I would have wondered what it was that I'd been thinking. I do have these special moments before I'm fully awake. I get so much insight into things. So as I said, a few weeks ago it was talking about how powerful we are and we just don't know it and how the emotional abuser sees everyone as objects so the basis of that podcast was a statement that I was gifting to everybody which I'd heard while I was doing a a Reiki I think it was Reiki one quite a few years ago it was back in 2002 I think we were um, practicing on each other and she said to me "If, if only you could see yourself in the way that other people see you and so I said to everyone on that podcast you know I'm gifting this because if only you can see yourself so as I said that was about a month ago I will do um, link that into the description if you haven't heard it so you're the queen what's your next move the queen's gambit I looked up and it's a move that's designed to secure control of the center of the board and that is what I want to talk about today Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Goddard, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening inside you. I will help you find the best habits, discover the best tools, put in place the best rituals as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level becoming the best version of yourself so how do you become the best version of yourself you've been crushed your whole life has been turned upside down you don't recognize who you are. These are some of the statements that I make. You're a shell of your former self. I looked in the mirror and I remember not recognizing the person. Looking back at me, I was hollow. There was nothing behind my eyes. And when I started looking at the pain and what was going on, I discovered all this different terminology, which actually led me to write the book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse. And that actually started with a little project for YouTube. And I thought, well, I'm learning all this new, this language that I, you know, words I'd never come across before or I'd heard, but I didn't fully understand. And I put together small chunks of video and actually did this possibly around about this time back in about four years ago, 18, 2018, I think it was. And I remember also recording a video because I knew that loneliness was something that I'd experienced. So I'd gone from being the center of someone's universe to being discarded multiple times in a process of about a year. And then I felt the complete disconnect. And I think in the A to Z, I also, I describe the moment and I remember it well, it was something like the 7th of June and I was standing there and it fe- I felt my ex-husband completely unplug from me and I knew that was it 
I knew that it was all over. So that's how it all started. It started with this journey that was understanding and inner standing what was going on and I would stand and look in the mirror I really had no idea who is um, who was staring back at me Um, I mentioned in the intro that you know that I was when I did my Reiki I was told this statement if only you could see yourself the way that other people see you and she was saying your children see you like I can't remember she said I was a queen or a princess anyway I digress the the queen's gambit is a Netflix series that I watched a couple of years ago, maybe, maybe last year. And I'm really fascinated by chess. Absolutely fascinated because, again, it's something that I used during the process of setting up my YouTube channel. I use chess pieces a lot to describe the roles, the supply that goes on. Whether you've walked away from this relationship or you've been left, it's still the same. You have your self-esteem has been challenged and compromised and you've probably handed over more. Some people wake up to the behavior and are able to escape, but it doesn't mean they haven't been damaged. And some people are left. And as I said, I remember that moment of being unplugged. It felt like I was um, plugged into someone and I felt that literally that person unplug I had nothing left I had nothing left I'd run out of money I had run out of energy literally there was much for me to give and that process of healing took me on so many different routes and as I said one of them was um actually setting up a YouTube channel and talking about the different terms. So I did I did it as an A to Z. And I remember the publisher of Finding Lily contacting me and saying to me, oh, I hope this is going to be your next book. I, it had been entitled something along the lines of the effing pink umbrella. Um, it's another story. Maybe I'll do that as a title for a podcast. I'll make a note of that in a minute because I literally had written it and and it was a story in itself. So that's how I got to write the book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse and not the effing pink umbrella. I added more to it than the YouTube videos. So it's fully comprehensive, but it, it sort of explains some of my story, but it more or less goes into what it feels like to be in these situations. This bit is where do you go next? What is your next move? And I've spoken about emotional abusers and and how they don't see people, they see objects. Every person that comes into their life is an object. There was a uh, something in the Facebook group, the Divorce Sanctuary, and they were talking about how an ex had, had approached them or sent them a text message. And I was saying, they always think that they own you. They don't, they can't disconnect. They can't break away from you. They need to control you all the time in their head that you will always belong to them. And as I said, I've talked about their various different roles. A child, they're always the pawn and it doesn't matter what they grow into. They will always be a pawn in the eyes of the emotional abuser, the narcissist. 
they're worth one point and it doesn't matter what role they take on they will never ever upgrade from a pawn there's the knight and the bishop and these are the more permanent roles these are the people that they might work with or they see maybe at the gym they see them on a regular basis they might be in a a theatrical group or um, down the pub or something and then there's the rook who has a higher value these might be people in their inner circle they're the ones that they might triangulate with but they're never the intimate partner they might work their way up to the intimate partner but they usually aren't they usually stay as part of that inner circle and there's the king the king has no value and to me the emotional abuser whether they're male or female are always going to be the king the queen is the one that has the highest value on the board but nobody tells you that and as queen of your own life again you could be male and take on that title so i'm just going to repeat it the queen the role that you had so again it doesn't matter whether you're male or female that was the role you had has the highest value on the board you're the queen what's your next move so the queen's gambit which was i think what I titled it, I can't remember what the ending of the title was now, but it was the Queen's Gambit, Know Your Worth or something like that. The Queen's Gambit is actually a move and it's designed to secure the centre of the board. So what is your next move? You found yourself in this situation. You might be like me, you look at yourself in the mirror and can't don't recognise that person looking back. One of the things I did find when I was doing my healing and I did a lot of spiritual healing as well was that I had taken on a lot of wounds that weren't mine. I'd taken on a lot of stuff that had been as if it had been gifted to me by my ex. His emotional baggage, I suppose, would be the thing. So I had to clear that energetically as well. But what is your next move? Mine was obviously I had to get divorce sorted out. That was painful and it brought up a lot I experienced a lot of cognitive dissonance of what I was told and what I uh, was finding out was lies I um, experienced a lot of mind games right at the beginning after we separated because I was he was messaging me saying I shouldn't be going through this alone and um, how and, and I spoke to him about a year no not quite a year eight or ten months after we'd separated and um and he just had me in floods of tears we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this situation and that situation and you know and so there's this mind game that goes on and this is why grey rock and no contact are so important because they can't play with your emotions they can't push your buttons the purpose behind the idealization stage is fact finding it's information gathering and then that's turned against you and as I said you're in a relationship with them in their mind for life just like in their minds when you separate or divorce and you're in that negotiation period they've already agreed what's going on in their mind and as soon as this has happened in their mind you it becomes the truth as as if they've had a conversation with you and you've agreed to everything they want and particularly in the divorce process or that separation but you agreed to something you didn't in their mind you did and once they seem to say something it becomes the truth they rewrite history so this is why it's so important to now ask yourself what's your next move You've been led to believe that you were powerless, but in fact, as the queen, you were the most powerful piece on the board. And the queen's gambit is a move 
designed to control the centre of the board. So for me, the centre of the board is thinking, what does my life look like now? Or what does it look like in the next X amount of moves, steps forward, or after divorce, or whatever that situation is. So where I am now, what does my life look like? And then plotting those moves. The Queen's Gambit is taking control. So I suppose the next question is, how do you take control? You know, Grey Rock and uh, No Contact are perfect if you can do No Contact because you start to build up your self-esteem again. You can start to break those tendrils. I like to think of them as tendrils. It's not just one connection that this person had with you. It's as if they spotted something in you that they wanted and they sent a tendril in to to claim that part of you. And that could be so many different parts that are missing. And this is why you feel so empty and like a shell. That's if you do. That's exactly how I felt. And it was as if I'd literally had everything sucked out of me even my personality. And even when I heard myself laugh, it used to freak me out because it didn't sound like me. Nothing sounded like me. So that's what you can do. Those two things alone. Grounding. I always talk about grounding, making sure you're grounded and breathing. Like they're going to be your two best friends. Box breathing is is the perfect, perfect best friend for you because if you're going into rumination and you are flipping out and going into your head, your head has been tricked to believe that the truth was actually a lie and the lie was the truth. Um, So it's fighting with itself over what's real and what isn't real. And then as you discover information, you can't work out, you know, what's going on, what you believe, what you shouldn't believe. So box breathing, counting and breathing at the same time brings your focus into a different part of your brain. And I mean counting. I don't mean just sort of thinking, you know, well, it's about five I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever number you pick, seven, eight, nine, whatever number. And um, and then you hold that count and you count again, one, two, three, four, five, six. I always pick six because it's one of my favorite numbers. And then you hold your breath again, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then you breathe out, one, two, three, four, five, six, and you're counting and you're using your words as you're breathing in, out, or holding and that is bringing your focus back into your body. As I said, you're thinking for a different part of your brain. Writing out this story, what's actually happened to you, because when you're in a place in your body that you're able to do that, when you go into rumination, if you go into rumination, it's not a guarantee. You don't, you know, thankfully for some people, they don't experience that. But by going over and over, you're, as I said, your mind's been tricked. This gaslighting and this mind fuckery that went on puts you in that place of questioning what you believe, what is true and what isn't true. So those are some tools that you can use. I've written a workbook recently that you can download on Etsy called um, The Essential Criteria for the Perfect Healing Plan. And that works with the five elements that I like to work with, which are emotional healing, mental healing, physical healing, uh, spiritual healing and financial healing. Those were the five big areas. You know, you might be not only a 
shadow of your former self or a shell of your former self, you might be a shadow. Um, for some people, they lose a lot of weight and other people put on weight, hide behind their emotions. Uh, mentally and emotionally, you've been tricked. You've been convinced that your life was real when it wasn't. You might go over all these questions of, you know, did they really love me? Was it real? These were the questions that I asked myself. And spiritually, you might find yourself questioning every element of your life because they tricked you into believing that the people that were around you and surrounding you couldn't be trusted and that they were the only person you could trust. And now you don't know who you can trust and who you can't trust. And financially, you know, you might find you've been drained of finances. A lot of people say they find out that there's leases that have been taken out in their name. There have been loans and credit cards and debts that have been taken out, that the abuser defaults on car loans or they default on something and it ruins their credit rating. So there's all sorts of things that you might find and discover as part of this process. So that's another thing. I've also got an online course called It Stops here it stops now and again there's lots of techniques in that and I built it in a way that as you progress and you heal on one level there's enough in there for you to take another tool out of the toolbox it really is a a toolbox of healing practices so there's one of my favorites is befriending the the personal fault finder and you can use that on all levels I think I can't remember now whether Ho Pono is in there that came up actually somebody was saying today um, on Facebook, I saw someone that I know um, saying, oh my gosh, I found this practice called Ho'oponopono. And I've got that. In fact, it's in both my books, Finding Lily and The A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I now can't remember whether I put it in the courses, but it's finding the things that work for you. And what works for you one day might not work in a week's time in three weeks time as you start to heal you need to like it's a bit of a pick and mix you shuffle things around and see what fits what feels comfortable it's a bit like losing weight or putting on weight you've got clothes that either hang off you or feeling a little bit tight and all of a sudden you start to feel them and think oh look this fits me better or you might find something that fits you and as you change shape you think oh god this looks awful on me now I need to find something and this is what I've done with what well, all of this anything that I do I try to give you maybe I overshare maybe I give too much but I um, as much information as I can get to you I will and it's something that somebody said to me years and years ago I was at a school reunion and they said oh you were always I always want to get everybody included and make sure that nobody is left out I run the Facebook group there's so much information in there that comes also from the people within that group. It's an amazing community. And I'll give as much as I can for free, coaching and healing techniques and um, ways of dealing with things. Uh, you know, there's no cost involved in that. And the amount of messages I get, this group has saved me and I'm so glad I found it when I did. Or some people will say, you know, I wish I'd found it earlier. I digress. You are the queen, okay? You were queen and now it's your gambit. Gambit is the opening move. So you're standing now at the next part of your life. And ask yourself this question. You can journal on it as well. What is my next move? And sit back and think, 
What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my life to look like in three, six, nine, and 12 months? Where do I see myself in three years? And I don't go too far out, but try and and see what what you envisage your life to be like. It might be that you're still in pain and you still have a lot of healing. This abuse runs so deeply. You think you've got to a certain point and then bam, something happens and it knocks you. But what I ask people to do is to look back and see how long it took them to get out. Because I remember being in rumination Initially, I could be in there for about four or five days going over and, oh my God, it was a horrible experience. And then when I started being more grounded, I realized that I was getting out of rumination a lot quicker. Then I started adding in the breathing and I realized that I more or less could come out. And then I started adding in honest conversations. If you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? And I, you know, I think talking therapies are amazing to a point. You do need to move on from talking therapies. And that's why I offer the somatic or do, that's what I do. I work in a somatic way, but you talk to yourself. So if you think, if you're using a counselor or a therapist and some of the things that you've divulged, I bet they weren't all of it. I bet if you've said to someone this happened, it might be 80 or 90% of what actually happened because there's a trust that needs to be built. But you can have that conversation with yourself and those are the most powerful conversations you will ever have. Be honest with yourself and that will supercharge your healing. It will change your life. Those honest conversations will open up so much more because if you, as I said, you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? So what's your next move? How are you going to take over control of the center of the board? I hope this has been useful to you. And as always, I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.